0: Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive writer for Bay Area News Group, and I publish and edit the website, theweeklydriver.com. I also have a newsletter by the same with the same name, and uh, this podcast now, we are on episode 134. I think we're number seven or eight um, in the COVID-19 world. We're in Bruce's uh, backyard. Bruce Aldrich is the co-host. And we're keeping our distance here in Sacramento outside. So if you hear any interference, you know, sometimes we've had people drive by or we have a a consultant dog, um, Indy, that's not here right now, but she may be soon. And uh, today we have on, I would say, um, one of our most, if not the most unique guests we've had on. Um, He runs a studio, Chris Miller Studio, uh, and for the last, I think, 45 years or so, Chris is a sculptor, and um, I found him, uh, like others have, on a story about two weeks ago, I think, uh, in a place called Audity Mall. And here was this wonderful stone car uh, that I saw, and it took my breath away, and I I contacted Chris. So, Chris, welcome to our podcast, and we understand you're traveling, so where have we found you today? I'm in, uh, I think it's Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay, and you're on a trip to uh, get some inspiration for some more artwork. Is that is that correct? Just to get out there and see what's out there. Yeah, I'm um, mostly uh, a trip to do a little
1: camping after being cooped up all winter. Yes, but uh, as, it, as it turns out, I am making a couple of stops and talking to clients about uh, some stone vehicle structures.
0: Great. Well, th- to jump into that one, I um, as I mentioned when I saw the. The vehicle, vehicle you made. I know it's been years ago now. I think it was 2012. This wonderful uh, truck that um, you have a time elapsed video that shows the. I think it was eight trips that you made to get um, the stone and the rocks and the coordination of different people. So let's start with that and could. Yeah, I know it's uh, eight years ago now, but you, could you give us a recap of? that vehicle and that process it's just an amazing thing to watch that video and and uh, how that um that sculpture was made so take us through that if you would chris
1: okay well uh let's see yeah it was about 12 years ago i made it um i had uh, a month or so of, of downtime between projects at that at that moment and i've always wanted to build a um you know, a stone vehicle. Uh, it was sort of inspired by, there's a, uh, art professor in, uh, Utica, New York that built a stone beetle in 1976, just on the side of the road in the middle of a field. And I actually, um, drove by that, uh, four or five days ago on my way down South Hill. And it's just in this overgrown field with, You know, it was an open field. It's got trees growing around it, and it's, you know, it's 45 years old. And it was beautifully made and had the the actual bumpers from the vehicle on it. And it was just very cool. And then, you know, in uh, where I live in Vermont, there's uh, old pickup trucks, especially the old stepside pickup truck, which is such a beautiful design, Um, all over the place. You see them. There's trees growing through the hoods. You know, that people just abandon them on the side of the farm somewhere along with tractors and all of other stuff. But I've always been uh, sort of inspired by that um, sort of random, you drive down the road and there's this random uh, rusty vehicle on the side of the road. But the team is really nice and just the way it's overgrown. Uh, it's just this iconic uh, uh, rural thing, at least in the Northeast. Yes. Well Chris so I, j- j- I um go ahead. Well I was just saying so I, I took on to uh design a pickup truck uh which the the back of it ends uh doubles as a flower bed and I just set it out by the road and it's been just a blast the reaction of people driving by. There's traffic jams and we live on a little dinky road. Yes and you know, people stop selfies with it, and it's been just an incredible amount
2: of fun. Well, just for people who don't know, haven't seen the picture, this is actually, it looks to be like, I don't know, a one-third size truck, and it's... No,
1: it's
2: life-size. It is it's full-size, okay, and it uh, it's, it's made entirely out of stone. It looks like if somebody gets an outdoor fireplace made, say, but but obviously this one's in the shape of a truck. Yeah, it's a step side. Uh, what 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 vehicle is it?
1: Well, actually, that particular one was kind of a combination of uh, two or three different ones. But it's it's basically about a fifty-seven, fifty-eight. So it's it would be as old as I am. <laughs> okay, that's, that's
2: pretty old, man. That's pretty <laughs> it's old. old. It's it's just... step,
1: yeah, it has the step sides from one kind of vehicle, and the hood from a different one, and just kind of playing around with it.
2: It's uh, basically stone, and then it, uh, you use four what look like low-profile tires, so it has actual car tires on it. And then you've got a back yeah. window with a plaque with, with, I don't know, 100 names on it. What are those names?
1: Well, uh, for that project, I, uh, I just uh, went around to people I knew and
2: um, asked people
1: if they wanted to support a random art project. So people contributed $50 or and it bought all the materials. So I decided to put all their names on it and it would be there
0: forever. That's great. Yes. Now you live in, in uh, Callus, Vermont, which I'm assuming is the, this vision that I have of a wonderful small little town in Vermont and how peaceful it must be. But if I looked at the video, it, it appeared that you said or I read, or maybe both, that it was eight trips to get the stone and where did where did it come from do you have a place that that uh, is your secret place to get stuff for your for your projects or did people contribute it from different parts or how, do, how did the stone um, get accumulated well
1: i uh, i had i had some leftover stone from some projects and there was uh a couple of pieces of stone i bought like the bumpers and everything were granite and i, I bought some granite for that but um most of the most of the materials came from uh, a very small quarry, about two towns away. That uh, I could go and pick the stones I wanted and truck them home and dump them there. And it was quite an ordeal. Moving materials is always tricky.
2: Yes. Stuff. So you went with a, an old '58 pickup truck, stepside, to go get those that granite?
1: No, but I had my 1987 Ford dump truck.
0: Oh, there you go. Close enough. Close enough.
1: It wasn't quite the same era, era, but uh, it was an oldie.
0: Now, when I saw that article, uh, Chris, uh, I guess it was a couple, two, three weeks ago. You were not familiar with the publication that in which it appeared, but you told me in a early conversation that it's been written about before, and that since that most current article appeared, that there has been more attention. So. What kind of media through the years has has written about that vehicle and, and what have been some of the reactions if there's been some unusual things that people have said, like he's mentioned selfies? What are some of the th- reactions that you've had through the years from the media or people just passing through town?
1: Well, it's it, uh, like everything that's on the Internet, and you never know where it ends up. And I've had uh, lots of people just email me with a link to some obscure collector's website or old car club website or something and it will have a picture of it and a story about it and it was written about in a whole bunch of different blogs and things like that i I don't know where they got a hold of the information and i've had a lot of people stop that hear about it and they'll drive you know two days to come see it
0: oh my goodness
1: it's on like um It's not like Atlas Obscura, but, you know, some of those uh, websites that have, you know, odd things in each state or that kind of thing. Yes. So people kind of wander along and, and, you know, some people just come across it, which is fun. Uh, But some people travel quite a distance to see it. And it's been written about in, I don't know, there's two or three different books people have shown me. Uh, A couple people come to photograph it and put it in books uh, just about odd things you find. And then one day, uh, uh, these two guys were photographing it, and I asked them, you know, they said, oh, we've come this far from Pennsylvania, I mean, to see this, we've come two days drive. And I'm like, well, how did you know about it? They said, well, it was in the calendar. And I'm like, I don't know. So they opened up a calendar, and there's a picture of it. They tore out the page of the calendar and gave it to me.
0: <laughs> and
1: I, fa- I called up the guy with the calendar. I said, that's a really great photograph. Yes. So he sold me the photograph, and I'm going to use it for a, a, a book that I'm actually putting out Oh great. about odd roadside, or odd roadside art, things
0: like that. Fantastic.
2: Chris, do you have other ideas? Do you have other ideas for odd roadside art? Any other cars, vehicles?
1: Well, I do. I have a million ideas. I don't have a million clients yet,
0: but <laughs> okay. I have a million yeah.
1: ideas. I mean, I've done done all kinds of different sculptures. So they, you know, people get inspired by one thing and then it ends up leading to something else. But as far as stone vehicles, I've done a lot of different stone structures like that. Um, As far as vehicles, I mean, um, especially since this article came out, I'm talking to some people in um, uh, near Watkins Glen in the Finger Lakes in New York. I spoke to you last week. I went and visited. And they want a... uh, stone airplane
0: oh my there you go that's a
1: good idea which is going to be really difficult to do yeah <laughs> you've got to support the wind somehow and everything but there's always a way to do that So we've come up with some designs and they're mulling that over and then i've got um i've got uh, i just met yesterday down in uh, just south of atlanta with a business that wants to have a water feature on front of their uh business uh with a stone truck but we're looking at like an old, uh, late 40s Ford pickup truck with a really high hood in the front. Yes. Um, and then have uh, some kind of water feature coming out of the back and a pile of rocks and a waterfall off the tailgate into a pond kind of thing.
2: What's the significance of a Ford truck in, from the 40s? What, what is the client? Do they sell well, truck parts or something? Uh, this This particular client... Uh, it's a, it's a very uh, the
1: biggest car wash I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything quite this this intense. But uh, it's a it's, it's a future front that He just really liked. He said old Fords and Chevys were his favorite. And then next uh, this coming week, I'm meeting with a client in uh, just outside of Charlottesville, Virginia, who's got an auto repair and an auto dealer and a some other kind of complex or campus of things there and they're, uh they're hot on the idea of a sixties era firebird great, so all kinds of things. i've got a design i did i did a design for a guy once for a um a stone fire truck and a stone tractor and
0: those projects never never came through. but you know I've got a million designs <laughs> sure uh chris i I don't know how to ask the, the one of the difficult questions and and you don't have to you know put a name to it, but how does a person in your occupation how do you determine is it is it man hours and materials or how do you how do you come to negotiating a price for something like this it's it's hard to imagine i mean i'm, I'm married to an artist and she always says she doesn't do what you do but she always has difficulty pricing her her um, artwork and I, I know it's a it's a difficult um, situation for for many artists so could you give us some idea of of pricing a, a piece of stone, uh, automobile, or airplane, or whatever it might be, how does how do you go about doing that?
1: Well, the uh, uh, there's so many variables. Getting any one particular thing would be difficult. But I, I generally start in a million dollars and I bargain down from there.
0: <laughs> Thank you. What a great answer. <laughs> no, it, seriously, it it depends
1: on you know, where it is in the country. I mean, if it's it's near home and I can go home at night, that's one thing. Yes. If I have to travel, I like traveling so it works out just fine. But, if I travel, I have to either bring somebody with me to help work or hire a crew locally. So, I have to find, I have to find a a crew of people that are, you know, at least, uh, skilled with building stone walls and things and have some kind of an artistic uh, eye. Uh, and also, um, the availability of particular stones in different parts of the country. Yes. Uh, but generally, a, a vehicle like that, you know, if I, I build it myself, it's five or six weeks. Uh, if I build it with a crew, I can do it in a week or two. And it would run somewhere in the uh, give or take $30,000 range. Is probably a safe ballpark.
0: Good. Thank you for sharing that. I... But it
1: all dep- it depends on the design. It depends on a lot of things. Yes. And that's a lot of money course. Sure. Uh, but it's really labor-intensive. And, and like if somebody, you know, if somebody uh, just had the means and wanted something in their backyard and did that, that would be cool. But it does sort of lend itself to, uh, you know, like uh, a car club that did a big car show and had a thing outside or like uh, like this place that ran a big car wash or a car dealer. Or just any place that wanted to have uh, something that, that uh, created a landmark because these, this kind of vehicle, it, it makes people slam their brakes on and say, what the heck is going on here?
0: <laughs> right. And then they've got
1: to come out and take selfies, and it, it creates a, quite a stir. So places that are looking for um, sort of a visual impact that's going to get a lot of attention, that is not a lot of money for this business, you know, to do that Sure. Kind of, so.
2: Yeah, visual impact that never never rusts away and you never have to paint or take care of it, Right.
0: Yeah, it gets
1: terrible mileage, but other than that... Yeah.
0: thank you for that. A yeah, was was little, little fan in the tank every
1: couple of weeks, and you're
0: good. Now, you, you've been at this game, um, your occupation, I should say, not a game, but uh, for a very long time, and, and reading your bio on your website, you you did study a little bit, but I what jumped off the page to me is that you primarily you're self-taught, and... Um, you have had this interest in making things, I'm assuming for most of your life, and some of the yeah. other work that you do is so far removed from the oddity and the uniqueness of trucks or vehicles made out of stone. It's, it's more uh, traditional sculpture and things, and you've had those appear in museums and other places of business and in city halls and whatever. So how, how did this career begin for you, what is it, 45 years ago now? Yeah, which would put me at about uh,
1: seventeen years old. Yes, um, I I was uh, I was studying art. Uh, you know, I headed to college to study art, and I had a uh, skiing injury, and it's a very long story. Yes, but anyways, it kind of stopped my my studying career a little bit, and then I sort of picked up uh, wood sculpture as I was recuperating from that. And then I, I went to college and studied a bit, and then I realized that uh, just the way my mind works and the way I am, um, that I would do better just studying with people that, you know, working alongside of people who knew what they are doing. And I've had, you know, a whole bunch of different sculptors I've worked with. Um, and you sort of, sort of pick up, um, you know, all different kinds. I mean, if you just work on something that you want to work on, you sort of, you sort of go in one direction, but if you work uh, with other people, you get this incredible variety of materials and, and styles and uh, applications. So I I tend to just work alongside of people and pick up you know skills along the way. Yes. If you, if you do it long enough, you figure it out.
0: Yes. What is it like when you I'm go?
1: Call... Pardon me, Chris. I'm sorry. I was just say I'm I'm what they call an art horn. I'll do whatever they pay me to do.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is great because then you don't get stuck in one,
0: in one direction. Sure.
1: But I do, I will say, I do tend, in most of my, in, in a lot of my work, I do tend towards of whimsical. Yes. Of the truck. A lot of my sculptures have, you know, I do gargoyles and, and odd things out in the woods. and, and I, I tend to do more odd things than the traditional sculptures, but I also do a little of everything.
0: That, that word whimsical is, um, has been used to describe what, what my wife does as well. Um, and the thing that she's discovered, and I don't know how you've dealt with it, is that if you're commissioned to make something for someone, and I'm sure you've experienced this many times, that you can probably tell quickly in their eyes whether they're just blown over or it's not what they envisioned, and if that's the case, how how do you how do you deal with that? If you don't mind me asking, because it comes up in my household a few times through the years.
1: Right. Well, it's sort of it's sort of odd, you know. If you, if people like your wife, I assume, are in the same boat. Where if you're sort of a visual person, yes, and you can sort of see designs in your head, that's wonderful. You go, you talk to your client, and, you, and some people. Um, get it right away. That's why I like working with
0: yes. landscape
1: architects and architects and, and, and uh, contractors and builders and things. Because a lot of people like that can see very visually. So you sort of describe, well, it's going to be like this, and then when you come from this direction, it'll look like this, and from this distance, and then when you get close, it'll have this detail, and they get it right away. And yes. wonderful. Most people, on the other hand, <laughs> you know, you, you describe it, you get all excited, it's got to be this great thing, and if you look at it from here, it's going to be, And they just, they just draw a blank and you can't do it. So what you end up doing is, is, you know, doing a little bit of sketching, just kind of getting the basic idea. And once you get them to sort of buy into the basic, basic thing, then you make a model, um, a three-dimensional model in clay, usually. So you can sort of change it easily and then present back to them. I see. Here's what I'm thinking it can look like. And then they can change it and do all that kind of stuff. And then you get to a final stage and then it's a perfect scale model. Then they know exactly what it looks like. It's going to look like in the end, you know, you can show them a mock-up of, you know, the colors and materials and how the different textures work. And that way there's no surprises. I mean, I learned that pretty early on that, you know, you, you really want to show people ahead of time something that you've already made similar or something that's, um, uh, that they can really sink their head around, wrap their head around, and then there's no surprises because there's nothing worse than, you know, presenting something, a final product, something like, yeah, I didn't think it was going to look like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I oh, whips.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially if, you, if it's just uh, south of a million dollars.
0: The other day I, we were communicating to have our podcast, and you sent me uh, these, these images of that truck that you saw in, Oh my God! Talk about your heart skipping a beat. That that truck um, that you I hope that inspires someone to commission you or or maybe another piece you make for yourself. What was that truck? The fifty three or fifty four Harvester International Harvester? I think you said. You no, know, no, oh. that's really that's really interesting. Um, it's a uh, it's a Ford. It's a Ford. Okay. I know,
1: and and I, uh, my my uh, partner here was looking at it. And she said, well, that front end, the chrome piece in the front looks like an, uh, an international. Yes. And we looked it up. And then uh, I took a photograph from the back, and the tail the tailgate has the Ford insignia on it.
0: Oh, my. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Mm-hmm. Uh, and the owner of the property came out to see what we were doing hanging out in front of the property. Sure. And she said it was a, uh, a late 40s Ford. But, it, yeah, definitely a beautiful thing, and we're hoping that... Uh, the client in um, uh, Atlanta uh, goes with that particular design because that's the one I really want to build.
0: Oh, it was... I'm going to
1: try to lobby them to go with that particular design. It's got that high front hood that really rises up and the, and, the, and that the uh, the, the uh, bed in the back has those slanted 45-degree angle sides yes. you're loading stuff in. Mm-hmm. Just so beautiful.
0: Yes, it is.
2: It, it looked to me like it was a, a character from the... Cars uh, movie series.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, through the years, Chris, yeah. um, I was thinking that, uh, that from a marketing or public relations standpoint, one of the automobile or truck manufacturers may have, should have, if they haven't, uh, contacted you, and you know your the, the truck that we know about, or a, a one from the future, should be in commercials, or should be somehow used. Um, uh, and no disrespect for a for a bigger audience, because of such beautiful pieces. Have you ever been contacted by a corporate America? No, and for
1: crying out loud, why haven't they?
0: <laughs> I think Elon, Elon Musk there, should Mr. call you. Ford,
1: if you're out there listening, Mr. Ford, yes. give me a ring.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: I can see one. I can see a stone truck that's three times life-size in Detroit, right outside the corporate headquarters. Big shiny corporate headquarters with this really cool stone truck.
0: Yeah, I think Wouldn't it does. Be the and then and then you could be talking about those, those seven figures that you mentioned earlier. That would be fantastic for you. <laughs> uh, the money's the money. It's more... I mean, yeah,
1: I, I like to get paid for my work, but, sure. you know, I I, uh, I, unfortunately tend to work cheaper than I should, but it's a project I get really excited about. Yes. And, you know, something like that would be like, oh, let's do it. That's great. So let's, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm sure that uh, all the major manufacturers are regular listeners to your show.
0: Yes. So. You'll be getting calls. Uh, if
1: you're out there, give me a ring, easy to work with.
0: You sound very difficult to us. I don't. Know. <laughs> I got. To, yeah. I can tell you um, have a great sense of humor and and you like what you do. Um, I will, as a matter of fact, I have. You know, we have a, a small podcast, of course, but I do. You know, work with a lot of the public relations people. So just for just for jollies, when we get done with the podcast, I'm gonna. Uh, send it out to a few p- public relations people just see what they say why not
2: everybody needs a rock truck that and everybody a needs,
0: rock needs a rock truck you bet um i'm also yeah. going to use uh, if i can ask you on the podcast i'm going to use some of the information for a, an automotive column i write for some newspaper so if i can have your permission to to use some of the information i'll I'll put the word out that way too absolutely that'd
1: be great great,
0: great. i mean it would,
1: i think it'd be really wonderful to um you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy in my regular sculpture work, uh, and I've got projects lined up for a while, but I would think doing uh, a couple of stone vehicles a year in different parts of the country and, and sprinkle a half a dozen, of these or a dozen or so around, you know, there's got to be one out in Sacramento somewhere.
0: Yeah, I think that, that yeah, there's got to be some, but that, that right in the middle of the capital <laughs> downtown, we'll, we'll make a contact to our, to our yeah. governor and see what happens. Um,
1: well, I... I did a sculpture for the Capitol in Vermont. So that's it, right. There, there is precedent. Yes, there is precedent.
0: I, I'm curious, in, in more in the, in the in the travel world, where 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 do you? I know it's uh, Callis, but where where the heck is that? And and is my vision of this small little um, city with where everybody knows everybody else's name is that is that not too far from the truth? And and why do you choose to to live in Callis, Vermont?
1: Well, it's a wonderful place with wonderful people. Yes. I'll do you one better. It's the town of Chalice. The town of Chalice is 1,600 people.
0: Wow. The village
1: I live in is called Maple Corner. How's that?
0: That's it. That's like so, Mayberry. It's like Mayberry. The Mayberry the R.F.D. Yes. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very rural, um, uh, wooded and pastures. Uh, dairy farms and uh, summer camps and uh, little village stores, and I'm I'm ten miles from the uh, state capital, so I'm in north central Vermont. Yes, it's just a lo- It's just a lovely place.
0: I bet you have low blood pressure. That's great.
1: Yes, it's well, I do actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Chris. I, I always wonder about the the inner workings of an artist's mind, and on your website. You say that you you like your work to just stand on its own, and you avoid the trying to put inner meaning on your pieces, and also that you resist the urge to ex, explain your work. Can you explain yourself? <laughs> well, um, I have a I have a uh, an aversion to art speak.
1: So when people you know put something in a gallery or a thing out there, and they and they go on and on about the inner meaning of it, and it expresses man to and to man, and and who knows what else. I, uh, to me, that that's uh, that's sales pressure. I like I like to um, present my work wherever it is, and people can like it or they don't have to like it. But I don't want to talk people into liking it by by coming up with a narrative that that. Uh, puts it in the great light. I like it to just, I like to just put things out and people either you know, appreciate it or they don't.
0: And that's, usually really do. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm a-
1: I'll am i never make it in the art world without it, without a really sort of intense attitude. So I just like making stuff. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If somebody wants to look at a blank canvas and Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol and say, you know, and take in all kinds kinds of meanings. It's, that's always the the stereotype of meaningless art. You know, you can say what it is. You look at yeah. a cardboard box, and it's oh, it's it's made by so and so, and it's fantastic. Right. Or you can just the artist. It must it must be tormenting to a lot of artists who don't have the approach that you have. You make it, and it is, it is what it is. To use that cliche, um, you take it as it yeah. comes. And you know, it's it, uh, it's it's the eye
1: of the beholder, right? Yes. So, uh, everybody has different tastes people like things that they don't but in all honesty some of the art world is a little full of it yes. there, was a, there was an article uh, a couple of months ago about this big art exhibition and some very famous artist I don't know who it was um, took some duct tape and duct tape a banana to a white wall <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was $70,000. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: <laughs> I think wow. if it's something you appreciate, the uh, the gesture of that, if you appreciate the, whatever meaning that is, and for some people that's like, the best kind of art. That's great. It's not my cup of tea, and it does, it does have a little, uh, oh, I don't know a polite way to say it, but it is kind of full of it. Yes, It, it, just, it just doesn't, that kind of, that doesn't appeal to me. Um, I again, I just make stuff. I I do. I do the things I like. People like it or not. Uh, Once the check cleared. I don't care.
0: Right there, you go. You're we, down the road building something else. Build something. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, quick aside. I'll try to make a quick. We do have a um, professional sports team here in Sacramento, uh, the Sacramento Kings, and it was quite quite controversial to. Get a piece of artwork out in front of that building, and it's a Coons, I believe, piece. That's, I think, it was upwards yeah. of five million dollars. And you know, um, to your point, it, it doesn't look much more like vomit on the side of the wall. But I'd
2: rather have a thirty thousand dollar old truck. <laughs> I'd rather have that tr- one
0: of your trucks. I Bruce beat me to it. I'd rather have one of your trucks. And in a nanosecond, it's that's real art. But um, what's out in front of the arena is, um, boy, it's not much. There, I'm sure the, the guy's world famous. You yeah. know who he is, but um, it, it is in the eye of the beholder. That's for sure.
1: Um, yeah, and I guarantee you, there's there's people that think it's the best thing that's ever happened.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. Whatever
1: um, you know, whatever it is, and it, it, it may offend a lot of people, and some people think it's fantastic. So, you know, you put it up, and see how people uh, how people react to things.
0: Well, Chris, you,
1: um, the, is, is the whimsical things people generally react very favorably
0: to. Yes, because
1: it doesn't offend anybody. It's, it's just
0: fun. It, that's cool. exactly right. It's fun. It's. I'm sure it's your personality. I. I know Bruce will agree with me that uh, my wife has a um, kind of a zany, whimsical personality to go along with her artwork. So um, it works for her, and, and yeah. uh, pe- most people get it. Some people don't, but that's that's okay. It's great. Um, well, you got to tell her to use banana peels. I, yeah, banana peels, and she, she'll make a lot of money. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce, for that. Hey, Chris, um, um, don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, I hope you find some more inspiration uh, in your in your camping slash business trip. Um, it was great to speak with you, and great for having Chris Miller on our podcast today. We invite people to go to his website, which is www.chrismillerstudio.com dot com or dot org i've i've lost track of it now dot com dot com there's just some beautiful examples of his his work whether as i mentioned i use the word traditional or mainstream to these wonderful pieces that are very whimsical and boy um i hope we can keep in touch with you and and uh see some more of your work and hope those commissions come through so thank you very much for being our guest we'll we'll send you the link and um we uh, we thank you again for for sharing your your wonderful work. We very much appreciate happy it. Happy building, yeah, happy building.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, and it's been a lot
0: of fun. Okay, take care. See you now. Cheers.